Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports. Coming up today, you'll hear from three people who were honored by FCA at this year's men's and women's Final Four. ESPN college basketball analyst Hubert Davis. You know, there's a reason why I'm here with ESPN. He put me in this situation so that I can spread his word. North Carolina State women's basketball coach Kay Yao. So I know my strength comes from Christ, but my strength comes from him because I rely on him. And former Rice basketball coach Willis Wilson. God has found his way to show a new direction in my life, and I'm very eager and anxious to to know what it is, and uh, at this time, I will wait on the Lord, and, and He will show me the way. Ready to get today's edition of Sharing the Victory Underway is your host, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. I'm excited about our guest, Hubert Davis, former great basketball player at the University of North Carolina. Many of you remember him. NBA draft pick, played uh, several years in the National Basketball Association, and now outstanding commentator for basketball on ESPN. Hubert, welcome to Sharing the Victory. No, thank you very much. It's great to spend a little bit of time with you today again. Well, Hubert, anybody who's any kind of a basketball fan has remembered you as a player, and you're on national television a lot. In fact, I remember your uncle, Walter Davis, years ago when I was a kid. He was a great basketball player at UNC as well. Did he inspire you in the game of hoops? Well, he was a, he was a guy. I mean, he went to University of North Carolina between uh, 1974 and 77. So, mm-hmm. you know, his sophomore year, I was I was four years old, and uh, I remember wow. going to the games at Carmichael. And from right there, it's it's pretty funny. That's what I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Carolina, and I just wanted to run out that tunnel and have that mm-hmm. Carolina jersey on and play for the Tar Heels. So. Uh, just seeing my uncle, I mean, I, I got to go to, he was in the uh, 1976 Olympics. Hmm. Uh, coach Dean Smith was a coach in Montreal, and uh, I got to go there. And then after they won the hmm. gold medal, my uncle and uh, Phil Ford, mm-hmm. who now is a coach of the assistant coach for the Charlotte Bobcats, we all drove home together in the back seat, and I had their gold medals around my neck <laughs> years old. So uh, there was no recruiting process by Coach Smith out of high school. All he had to say was, uh, we have a scholarship, and, and I showed right up at the door. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what, Hubert? It sure seemed like God wired you from the very beginning. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that God sovereignly placed you in that exact situation, that, you know, related to Walter Davis and basketball ahead of you and behind you. And obviously God wired you for basketball. Have you ever just really stopped and pondered over that for a minute? Well, you know, it, it is. Uh, he gave me a passion for the game of basketball and you know I'm so thankful that he allowed me to go to North Carolina fulfill a dream of mine but you know I have to be honest with you I never dreamed or or wanted to go to the NBA I never dreamed about being a broadcaster Mm. on ESPN I just I just wanted to become the best basketball player I could become and Jesus gave me a passion to work hard and to play it and to watch it and to be around it Mm. Uh, what I ponder about is just amazing how a little kid can just uh, have that passion from the beginning of just remembering he's alive mm. and just a basketball, what Jesus can do with just a ball. I mean, he got me an education, got me to go to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He allowed me to play in the NBA, allowed me to support my family, my wife and our three kids. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to be on television and be able to go to different games that I would, as a fan, would pay to go see. Right. <laughs> and, and I live back here in Chapel Hill, where it all started for me. So um, just a ball 
uh, Jesus used a basketball to shape my entire life, which is pretty awesome. Well, you know, uh, it's not unlike what he did in in the beginning when he first started ministry on his time on earth with Peter. I mean, Peter, it wasn't basketball. It was fishing, you know, and he, he was going to use fish in those fishing nets and those boats and that water to bring Peter to the understanding of what it meant to fish for men. And how do you see what God's done with you in basketball as kind of your fishing net to bring men and women to the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you get opportunities, Hubert, through the visibility of basketball and the game itself to really remind people of who Jesus is? Well, I, you know, I'm so thankful that he's put me in this situation because, you know, my personality, I'm, I'm not a, a person that likes relationships or likes to go out and, and talk to people. And because, you know, I played in North Carolina, because I played in the NBA, and, and now that I'm with ESPN on television, so many people come up to me. Hmm. And it's just a really awesome way to talk about Jesus and the way that I carry myself um, to try to be an example of Jesus. And I couldn't believe that he put me back in the public eye after I finished playing in 2004, you know. And, you know, there's a reason why I'm here with ESPN. It's not, wow, I mean, he's given me an opportunity to enjoy basketball and, and, and talk about it. But he put me in this situation so that I can spread his word. And um, mm-hmm. it's humbling. It's thankfulness. But it's more humbling that the Creator just is taking time to shape my life in order to glorify Him. And that's um, sometimes it's hard to even imagine or think about. <laughs> right. Oh, what a, what a gift. But, Hubert, it doesn't come without a price. I mean, as we read the Bible, much of it is written in the context of pressure and opposition. And, and I, I just wanted to ask you, and I, I'd love for our hearers to hear your take on what is it like to be a Christian broadcaster in a media that, that really doesn't honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And it, the media outlets are, are not geared that way. They're very secular. In fact, much of the culture today is very anti-Christ, including the media. So where does the Christian fit in to that world? And, and how do you deal with the opposition to well, your faith? Well, I mean, I think it fits in nicely. I don't work with any Christians. So, I mean, that's a great opportunity to be an example and also to talk about Christ. You know, a lot of people talked about, how did you do it while I was in the NBA? And, you know, I always wanted to put myself in a situation where if Jesus was watching me, which he always is, that he wouldn't feel embarrassed. He would feel happy about me. And, you know, one of the things I try to do, and I I talk to kids about and say, you know, Jesus is up in heaven right now looking at TV. He turns the channel. He can turn on the the Hubert channel or or whatever. Any time of the day, could he turn it on your channel and watch or would he turn the channel? Would he cover his eyes? What would be his reaction? And I'm not perfect, but that's what I try to do in every situation. And in dealing with the teams and, and talking about individuals, my relationship with Christ and my experience in basketball, those are the type of things that I try to convey on television. And you know, while I was in the NBA and also now being in a public eye, it's, you know, when, when you say you're a Christian, as I said before, none of us are perfect, and you're going to mess up 10,000 times. But you have to show that you're you're developing a relationship with Jesus. And when you're doing that, I can't tell you how that speaks. So many guys that i played with before, even the people that I'm working with now, see me trying to live a life mm-hmm. um, that Christ would want me to live. That speaks boldly, and I, I think that's really important. 
You know, Hubert, I've always wanted to know, and I've done some broadcasting for ESPN myself, and I know there are times, particularly me, I would goof up something or something would go wrong or or something would get confusing because you got people speaking into your ears while you're yeah. trying to broadcast the game. Yeah, and, you know, there's a million voices out there. And how do you hear from God while you're broadcasting? I mean, Nehemiah heard from God in the middle of a sentence that he was talking to the king about, you know, going back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. How do you hear from God with all the voices in your ear over different scenarios? I mean, how intimate is God with you while you're doing your broadcasting? Well, I mean, I hear him every time I speak. I hear him even more when I'm on television or I'm speaking in front of people because, you know, as I said before, I'm not a big talker. But uh, even more importantly, I I was in speech therapy since uh, elementary school. I've had trouble with my pronunciation my whole life. Hmm. And one of the things that really gives me trouble is when I'm in front of big crowds or on the camera. So I get nervous and uh, I start to really speed up my talk and uh, Hmm. speed up my speech. And I I, I really struggle. I start to stutter. Hmm. And uh, I've dealt with that all my life. So to think about being on national TV <laughs> and uh, speaking on camera, that's, uh, I'll be honest with you, that's the last thing I ever thought I would do. That's the last thing that I would want to do. Uh, that's the last thing that I would feel comfortable doing. So every time I'm on TV, every time I'm talking, that's Jesus working through me mm-hmm. to allow me to feel comfortable, to feel at peace, and to just enjoy myself while I'm on TV and, and while I'm doing my job. Wow. Sounds like another guy I know. Uh, Moses? Wasn't, didn't he go through something like that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, just to think about being on it. And, and you're right. A lot of people don't understand. You know, they think that you just get up in front of television and you just talk basketball. And, and in essence, yes, you talk basketball, but you've got people talking into your ear how All much right. time you got left. You've got people talking to your mm-hmm. which camera to go. You've got people in your telling you, look at the video. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. that people don't understand that it's not just sitting there right. and sitting on the couch and you got all the time in the world. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in your ear that's going on while you're speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great metaphor because, you know, really the entire world is getting talked to by millions of voices out there. And to be able, like Elijah, to be able to hear that uh, voice of the Lord in the midst of the storm is so crucial. It, it means that we have to spend time with the Lord and in intimacy. And Hubert, it sure seems like you've dedicated your life in that way and uh, we just want to thank you for blessing us here at FCA on, on sharing the victory and, and just for your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for being on again with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to spending some more time with you guys later. Thanks a lot. Well, that's Hubert Davis, the outstanding basketball analyst for ESPN, former great North Carolina basketball player and also NBA player for several years. We want to congratulate Hubert Davis for receiving the John Wooden Keys to Life Award at the AIA-FCA Legends of the Hardwood Breakfast during the Men's Final Four. Speaking of the Final Four, FCA was also at the Women's Final Four. And coming up next, we'll hear a very inspiring story from the longtime coach at North Carolina State, Kay Yao, who is battling cancer for the third time. God is using this battle that I might impact other people. You're listening to Sharing the Victory, the national radio show from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul of sports. 
If you like what you're hearing today on Sharing the Victory Radio, then you'll want to read FCA's Sharing the Victory magazine. Published nine times a year, Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages featuring in-depth articles on some of America's most popular professional and college athletes and coaches. In Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll also get solid tips on sports nutrition, profiles on outstanding FCA community service projects, and commentaries from Ron Brown. Order your subscription at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. FCA impacts coaches, but don't take our word for it. Here's Appalachian State football coach Jerry Moore. FCA for me was a time in my life that I began to really study and read the Bible. FCA made me want to grow. I've been coaching over 40 years. I can't tell you the number of men that their lives have been touched. But God only knows how many men and women. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes has changed their lives. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes at FCA.org. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. I'm Ron Brown. In our FCA Across America segment, we're featuring Kay Yao, the courageous woman's head basketball coach at North Carolina State. She's been there since 1975. She has more than 700 career victories and one of the great coaches in women's basketball history. But Kay Yao is going through her third battle with cancer. She's been a strong supporter of FCA, and at this year's Final Four, FCA honored her with her own award, the Kay Yao Heart of a Coach Award. Let's listen to a portion of the speech she gave at the breakfast in her honor. Many people have said to me, many people, which I appreciate, but they said, you have such strength. Many people I talk to say that. And, of course, my favorite Bible verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I know my strength comes from Christ. But my strength comes from him because I rely on him. Believe me, it's not me, not even one little bit. I can't claim any of it. It's completely and totally all him and his provision for me in my life. And so... I have so many more blessings in my life. I have, I have this one thing. I have this battle with cancer. I have this thing that I deal with on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly, a yearly. It goes on. I deal with it. But outside of that, everything that I look at in my life is a blessing. I have so many more blessings than this one thing that Many people would consider it's not a blessing, but then maybe it is a blessing. Maybe it's the greatest blessing of all. Like, as a result of fighting this, we now have established the KLWBCA Cancer Fund, in which all coaches, a nation of coaches, are coming together to do something that will affect the lives of many, many women that are above and beyond anything that we do in coaching. So as I would look at what is happening in that organization and what God has given me as a ministry to so many people, you know, every day of my life I'm either calling somebody, writing somebody, or speaking to somebody about cancer and about trusting in the Lord knowing him and who he is and what he can do 
for them first for eternal life. That each person might know him personally and have eternal life assured to them. And then have the Holy Spirit come reside in their hearts and be able to guide and direct them as they fight the battle against cancer and they put their trust in him. I'm, I'm able to do that. To me, those are major blessings. So how could I say as a person that fighting the battle of cancer myself is not a blessing? It would be a stretch for me to think that this is all bad. It's not. I can see that clearly myself, that God is using this battle that I might impact other people. And for him, okay, that is a work of mine for him. And it could have been all kinds of ministries, but this is what he has chosen for me. And it's good with me because I know that he wants what's best for me. And it might not seem best in the eyes of people, of myself even, but I know him and I know who he is. So as we would say with people, there's no hard feelings here, Lord. <laughs> you know, there's no hard feelings. I, I trust you, I understand. That was Kay Yao, women's basketball coach at North Carolina State, speaking at the inaugural Kay Yao Heart of a Coach Awards Breakfast at the Final Four. We were only able to air a few minutes of this powerful speech, but we have the entire speech by Kay Yao available at our website. You can listen to it by going to sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Just look for the Kay Yao link. Again, that's sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Coming up next, former Rice basketball coach Willis Wilson. I've really tried to live my life through Christ and, uh, and give to others and, and to serve people. Keep it right here on Sharing the Victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at sharingthevictory.com. At sharingthevictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online, or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. Chalk up another championship three in a row. You know, the celebration is the best part about winning. I just... I just wish it would last longer. Because when the noise ends, that's when the emptiness and loneliness is deafening. There's got to be something more to life than just winning games. Need a new game plan for your life? Go to morethanwinning.org. Have a question or comment about the program? Our email is stvradio at fca.org. That's stvradio at fca.org. Now back to sharing the victory with Ron Brown. 
Sharing the victories, Tom Rogerberg had the opportunity to catch up with Willis Wilson, the former head basketball coach at Rice University, who was recently released from his coaching duties after 16 years. In his final year at Rice, he had to deal with several season-ending injuries and the tragic death of one of his players. Yet he believes that this past season was one of tremendous growth for him personally and his walk with the Lord. At the Final Four, FCA honored Wilson with the John Lutz Barnabas Award, named in memory of the former longtime basketball coach. Here's the interview with Willis Wilson. Well, this is Tom Rogerberg. I'm at the FCA 2008 Coaches Luncheon with the National Association of Basketball Coaches, and we're here today to honor Coach Willis Wilson with Rice University. He has um, been awarded this year's John Lutz Barnabas Award by FCA. What do you know about John Lotz and this award? What does it mean to you, Coach? Well, it means a number of things. The first thing that it means to me is uh, is humility. What I know, John, is he's a guy that gave so much to people through Christ and was a guy that uh, that really was there to serve others. And, and for me, I'm extremely humbled to, to receive this award, and I've really tried to live my life through Christ and, uh, and give to others and, and to serve people. Reading about you and understanding what others have written about you as well. Uh, for example, Ricky Pierce talked about uh, how you coached him at those many years ago at Rice and how you've given half of your life to Rice University as a player and as assistant and a head coach, so you know a lot about serving for sure. How would you define serving in the Christian walk? I, I think serving is, is one, uh, being an example. Being an example to show your vulnerability, to show your humanity to reach out to others and, and lend a hand and to offer uh, a way to live, to let people know that uh, this is not a life that you live by yourself, that, that Christ is there with you. Now the Rice Owls were hit with a lot of adversity this season with injuries and, and illnesses, just a very strange season and all, and uh, yet God is giving you uh, perhaps a new direction and new opportunities. How do you see him leading you and serving you in this time? Well, first I'd say that uh, through all the things that I learned and experienced this year, the, the one thing that's been reaffirmed in, in my life is that Christ is there with you every step of the way. Uh, it would have been very difficult for me to endure this year without my faith and without the hand of God leading me. And I'll be honest with you, as difficult and as trying as it was, it was really a blessing. It was a blessing for me and my family, and God has found his way to show a new direction in my life, and I'm very eager and anxious to to know what it is and uh, at this time I will wait on the Lord and, and he will show me the way. We're talking with coach Willis Wilson, the 2008 recipient of the John Lotz Barnabas Award from FCA. Is there a favorite verse that God has been especially teaching you in these last several months? Uh, there is and I, and I, I want to share that today, uh, Romans 3 and 4. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. I can already see in your eyes that God is providing character and hope in your eyes as well and may God lead you to just exactly what he wants you to do in the future. Thank you very much for visiting with us. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. That was Sharing the Victories, Tom Rogenberg with former Rice coach Willis Wilson. FCA President Les Steckel is up next and he'll have some thoughts on perfection when Sharing the Victory continues. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. 
The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. Kansas City Royals starting pitcher Brian Bannister will be our guest next weekend on Sharing the Victory. And I don't try and go out there and play this game for my own selfish purposes. I just use it to uh, glorify God. Plus, we'll catch up with former big league pitcher Dave Drovecki. And we'll discuss the impact chaplains can have on coaches and athletes in the college sports world. We'll save you a front row seat next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Good to be back with you on Sharing the Victory. It's time for Coach's Corner with FCA President Les Decker. This past NFL season proved once again the old adage, you can't win them all. At least not last year. The New England Patriots' magical 2007 season ended with more victories than any NFL team ever had, as they won 18 straight games and appeared to be on the brink of immortality, with less than a minute to play in Super Bowl Forty-Two. The Giants' stunning come-from-behind victory means it will be at least one more year before another NFL team is perfect in victory, as the 1972 Dolphins were at 17-0. Actually, there have been some sports teams that did have perfect seasons. In college football in the mid-1950s, Bud Wilkinson at Oklahoma had three consecutive perfect seasons, and 11 of the past 15 national championships have been won with perfect football seasons. The latest was the 2005 Texas Longhorns. My all-time favorite coach, John Wooden of UCLA, had four perfect seasons in college basketball in the 60s and 70s. And Bobby Knight, when he was coaching at Indiana in 1976, led the Hoosiers to the last Division I college basketball title with a perfect record at 32-0. and And Pat Summit, University of Tennessee women's basketball team, was undefeated in 1997 and 98. Longtime boxing fans will remember that Rocky Marciano had a perfect record of 49-0 when he retired in 1955. But the most amazing record of sports perfection may well be the 12 consecutive perfect seasons by De La Salle High School in Concord, California from 1992 through 2003. Yes, their record was 151-0. and Wow. What these records show then is maybe it is possible to have a perfection on the gridiron or court or mat, but is it elsewhere in life? Jesus challenged his disciples by telling them to be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. But Jesus also sacrificed his earthly life on the cross for us because he knew none of us could ever be perfect and without sin. Once again, I felt God's pleasure on sharing the victory. And we got great stuff again next week. Brian Bannister, preacher from the Kansas City Royals, will join us in our Where Are They Now segment, former great big league pitcher Dave Dravecki, who suffered from the woes of cancer, gives us a very inspirational interview. Plus, we'll talk about how chaplains can make a difference in the college sports world. Have a great week. And remember, there are two ways of doing sports. God's way or man's way. We hope you're choosing God's way. Our website is available for you anytime at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. 
You can listen to past programs and subscribe to the free weekly podcast. And as Ron Brown mentioned earlier in the program, you can listen to the entire speech given by North Carolina State women's basketball coach Kay Yao at this year's Final Four. Once again, the web address is sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to join us next week for Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.